what is up everybody welcome back to the damn your tall podcast uh since this is gonna be coming out after thanksgiving happy thanksgiving right off the bat i am one of your hosts felicia aka fifi j along with graham aka still sure reads a lot (laughs) i had a different one last week but i don't have one this week so yeah so let's go ahead and get right into it so so yeah the netflix has uh mobile games that you can play through like your whatever you have apple android i don't know windows phones (laughs) if you even still have those i thought it was pretty interesting because i don't know the games are like i don't even know what they are they're look like they're based off the some of their stuff but not it's like based on how much money mobile game companies are apparently willing to spend on advertising apparently is a very lucrative market okay i am in the app now and it is there's a little tab when you're on your like mobile device or anything there's a games app like tab now which is weird and it has no ads no extra fees no in-app purchases included with your membership unlimited access to exclusive games there's like some hoops one there's a stranger things one that i'm seeing on the cover it's not like popping up now because mm-hmm. our internet's being dumb but yeah so if i guess you get bored you want to play some games based off some netflix properties bam there you go yeah that's uh, i don't know maybe they now that you mentioned the stranger things what maybe they're worried about losing income to mobile game co- competition what other people like taking like not like like there's a whole bunch of uh squid game like that would be a good one mm-hmm. squid game because everybody and their mom made like as soon as that thing got popular everybody was making like their own type of game for it right no well, i just think it's stuff that's like officially licensed i don't know if they're i don't know i don't follow the mobile game industry enough to know if there is was a stranger things mobile game i assume there was uh i don't i don't know i don't think so not that i know of. maybe some like horrible like ripoff game of like follow the girl 37 i'm I'm talking like actual licensed stuff because that's the money that you know we got it there is an officially licensed D &D supplement for stranger things i mean it is pretty popular still like people were talking about when it first came out like the first few seasons i don't know if it's um based around the Stranger Things world, or if it's like a, let's do a throwback D&D kind of thing. Because they were playing second edition, so. Well, there you go. So that's, if you didn't know, now you know. Alright, next day, we got a new Muppet. She is a Korean-American and her name, I forgot how old she is. They're all like six. Like five or six. G Young is seven years old. Okay, see, I was right. I was like five or six. So she's seven. So Ji Young, she is a Korean-American, and she's a new Muppet, the first one. <laughs> first, was it Asian-American? First Asian-American. Yep, got introduced, so woo! I thought it was kind of interesting. I was reading the stories about this. The um, When they created Ji Young, they were very, very insistent that she was Korean because they were like, we're not going to do some sort of pan asian thing because those of us because apparently i think the creator is asian um but yes um the creator kathleen kim who is herself korean-american was kind of like i'm tired of being just 
Asian. Um, I'm specifically Korean American, and just to be kind of lumped into Asian is uh, sometimes uh, frustrating. Yeah, I can see that. So, you think they're going to start branching out? Because we were watching. Uh... <laughs> Because I was like, there was like a black puppet, and then she was singing about her hair. And it, apparently it was 11 years ago, and we were singing that song. I love my hair. I love my hair. There's nothing else that can compare with my hair. I went back to check on that. There's a version they did that's a English-Spanish hybrid version of the song. There's one they did with El- on Elmo's Not Too Late Show, which is this parody of a late-night show, done by her. They've they hit that a couple times. I like it. It's fun. She has a little afro, and she's like, I could do a whole bunch of stuff with my hair, bitches. Y'all can't do nothing about it. And if I want to wear a natural, I'm going to wear a natural. So, suck it. You know, now that I think about it, they never, I don't think they ever mention using product, even indirectly. They, they don't mention perms or anything in that song, do they? Uh, Because it's all about that natural hair movement, Graham. Come on, get with oh, it. Oh, I... I get that. I'm just saying that I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, I think it's basically because, like, you know, when I was going to school, if like, because I always had braids and stuff, and people were like, oh, especially when I went to like that all predominantly like white Catholic school, and there was like one other black girl in my class, we both had braids. Like, I had extensions, like, I had weave in my hair, and then she like used her natural hair to do braids. And whenever, like, you know, I get them redone so they look fresh, they're like, oh, they want to like touch it. I was like, whoa. No, 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 no. First of all, I just got this done. Watch the edges. This shit is laid. Watch the edges. Like, no. Or if I wanted to, like, I don't know. I never wore my hair out just because I was like, I don't feel like dealing with it. <laughs> but uh, now it's like, you know, let your, let your natural fro fly. I love it. And the song is awesome. If you haven't seen it, go watch it again. It's a little black girl singing with a little afro. Uh, the Muppet, not not the not actual child. It's a little Muppet singing it. <laughs> yeah, made me do a little bit of research, and um, they started off trying not to do ethnic Muppets. They had plenty of black and Hispanic people, like human characters, but they did have a black Muppet that apparently got a lot of blowback from. Um, parts of the black community for trying to make them kind of monolithic so they pulled him as a muppet and there but there is now a black muppet and there's also a mexican muppet you mean hispanic no she's expressly mexican oh well, okay i thought they were doing well i guess they want to make her they make them expressly what they are now so yeah <laughs> she's uh kind of a cave bat she's got wings what <laughs> Yeah, she, her name is like uh, whatever her name is um, of the caves in Spanish, and she's got wings. Oh, oh okay. Wait, the count is Sesame Street, right? Correct. Oh, okay, I was just making sure. Does he still count? I know yes. the Cookie Monster. Well, yeah, Cookie Monster. Only sometimes he's cookies. No, Cookie Monster. Look, you better lose your feet, okay? You would have. You probably have diabetes and didn't get diagnosed, and that's why the doctor's like, "Look, man, you got." Pre-diabetes, you better cut uh, back on the cookies. Is that too dark? Is it too soon? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the unbreakable Kimmy show? She's like, what about it's like your feet? Uh, they're just diabetes container. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh my gosh. But then we looked, and they had like, um, I think there's a Muppet in like 
was it South Africa that has like HIV? Yes, it's a South African monster that has HIV. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a blind. We went through like the whole thing of like there's... visually impaired. I'm sorry. That one. There's been a couple in wheelchairs. Um, I don't think they've done with canes. They now the thing is too. These are just the Muppets. With the human actors, they've brought in you know people with various. Um, I'm not supposed to call them disabilities anymore. Various disabilities that have been brought in that's just as humans. So they haven't necessarily made a Muppet for everything, but they featured a lot of other things. I was also reminded because I went and I, I watched the CNN town hall with Sesame Street, which was such a weird crossover. What? <laughs> yeah, CNN and uh, Sesame Street did a half-hour crossover town hall that was all about rolling out the vaccine. Oh, yeah, because people got upset. What was this, like, this week? Then people were like, Sesame Street, people were like, hey, kids, you know, get the vaccine. You can basically go back and play with your friends again, and things will go back to normal. And parents are like, oh, this is stupid. Big Bird's a communist. Yeah, it was, um, Senator Cruz was calling it uh, um, uh, propaganda, which um, Sesame Street's been accused of before. But, yeah, I, I watched, and it was so weird because they had Dr their doctor, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, talking about it. They had, they brought in a couple infectious disease experts. They brought in the Surgeon General of the United States. They brought Fauci? No, not Fauci. Oh. Um, but, you know, like some really big names that are sitting there talking with Big Bird. Because, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, like, like Surgeon General of the United States, you know, head, you know, head of, part of our health system is talking with a giant puppet who's 50 years old but is also only six years old who is um who and part of the runner was they started out one of the muppets had already got the shot but part of the runner was they kind of used big bird as a proxy for the kids because big bird was like oh well Granny Bird says it's important, but I don't know if I want to get it. What should I, you know, what should I do? Well, you know, Big Bird slash the viewer, this, you know, you should go and you should take belly breaths and take your friend and count instead of paying, you know, you know, all these different coping techniques. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, it makes sense because now, like, the vaccine rollout is for, like, what, five through 11, basically five through 11, we talked about. Five through 11, I believe. Yeah. Something like that, so. Yeah. But it's propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, just because the kids want to go back to normal, I'm pretty sure they don't want to, you know, stay six feet away from their friends. They were out of, like, Simone went through basically fourth through, she's in sixth grade now, <laughs> without, like, going to classes last year. I mean, she's back in school now, but, like, they still got to follow, <clears throat> like, some of the lines and, and stuff like that. So, hopefully, people get their kids vaccinated. I, I wonder if they'll make it, like, part of the list for, like, when you go to school for shots. I fully expect it will be become part of the list. Because what is on there? Measles. Oh. We had, like, a measles outbreak because people didn't get their kids. I was like, we didn't we eradicate that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's out in, like, Oregon or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, so we're fully vaccinated again. We got our second doses two weeks, well, three weeks ago now, and we're all ready for Thanksgiving, the perfect segue, because as you're listening to us, it's Saturday, <laughs> so we already had Thanksgiving, but we're recording this on the, the Saturday before, and I am ready for some good food. 
your mom is an excellent cook. Oh, I know. She's about to throw down. She already got her stuff. She's going to start cooking, uh, doing her pre-cooking. I think she's going to do like the pies and stuff. I talked to her. And of course, the rolls. Oh my God, I can't wait, y'all. I mean, these are pretty good rolls, but ultimately they're just yeast rolls. They're not like some sort of insane... Blasphemy! Like Blast! Multi-step. Me. Thing. They're, they're, they're good. I'm glad she makes them. But they're ultimately, they're just yeast rolls, Felicia. Okay. You don't get to have any of the ones I bring home then. You can just have what's there. And actually, you only get one now. Blasphemy. Well, this is coming from the man. He doesn't like greens. I don't even know what you eat. On the, you just eat the meat. Like, because my mom makes greens, yams, or sweet potatoes, sorry. Um, what else? Green beans. I think you'll eat those. I'll eat the green beans. You'll eat the green beans. And my mom, instead of doing a turkey, like she did uh, a couple years ago, uh, last year she did, like, the little Cornish hens. So she's going to do that again so we can all have our own. And that's better because, I mean, turkey is just too big. Even, or is it going to be, like, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine of us over there. Eight or nine. Like it, it's a lot. Cause and plus, no one really eats it all. Cause I mean, the first day it's good because it's all oh, still yeah. juicy and, and everything. And then it gets all stringy and hard. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like this uh, leftovers are still good because you know leftovers from Thanksgiving. You're like, all right, that's the first thing I eat in the morning. That's what I'm gonna be eating for breakfast, like that Friday possibly, but. You know, basically eat that until, like, Saturday, Sunday, till you get tired of it. But by the time, like, that second, like, leftover day, you're like, oh, this ain't looking too good. And that's when people are like, well, we can start putting it in other things. I'm like, nah, I'll stick with the little chickens. Yeah, little Cornish hens. The little hens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my mom's doing that. And, of course, she's making all her pies. Lemon cake. Oh, I'm so pumped for that. She has to make a whole bunch of extra food just for you to steal it. Uh, it's not stealing. I'm bringing it home so you can enjoy it as well because I don't want to have to cook. But you're going to stop me from enjoying it because you're like, you can't have any lemon cake. Lemon cake's all for me. Nya, 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 nya. Okay. Um, to everyone listening out there, um, my mom only makes a lemon cake like once a year, maybe twice if I ask for it on my birthday. So I don't get this cake and it's delicious. It's so sweet gooey especially the bottom it soaks up all that good she uses oh my a God. lot of lemon juice and sugar uh, drizzle on it yes oh my god it's so good and i only get it like like i said once or twice a year so i'm gonna enjoy this cake because i can't ask for it because we're gonna go up to your parents house for christmas and i'm taking up the taylor's cake which is also delicious ah i can't wait Thursday can't come here soon enough. Because <laughs> so, I don't have to cook either. I'll probably make breakfast since your parents are coming down on Wednesday. I believe so. Yeah, so they'll be here on Wednesday and we'll probably play some games and um, probably chill out on Thursday. More relaxing until time to head to my parents' house. We'll probably head down there early because I know your <clears throat> parents want to talk to mine. So get the gossip on what's going on with the church. That's been the, the big thing. I don't know what we've talked about on the podcast, but Felicia's uncle ran a church until his death, and now there's been a lot of trouble 
with the transition to the next pastor. And it's been uh, very, a lot of drama. Yeah, a lot of drama. Oh, there we go. Yeah, a lot of drama. Um, so, I don't even know. What? What is the dog doing? The dog just started growling and then just kind of moved over slightly. He's not near anyone. So, it's not like somebody poked him with their foot or something like that. He just kind of went, mm, and then just went and laid back down. He's laying on the outlet. So he's probably getting like electrical currents over there because he's stupid and he's sitting right on top of it. And now he's moving again. Yeah, that's where you should have sat the first time, dog. Oh my God, our dog is so dumb. But anyway, you know, get to actually have, you know, everybody's fully vaxxed. We all got our double jabs ready to go for Thanksgiving this year, which is going to be awesome. Still not having Christmas because... I won't say their names. There are some people in my family that will not get vaccinated. So, and there's a ton of us that go to my aunt aunt's house. And, you know, honestly, I probably wouldn't go because I'm not risking uh, having to, what is it, two weeks? Even though I'm vaccinated, you still, is it two weeks, seven days now that you have to like quarantine? I think it's still, I think the quarantine is still two weeks. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, I got shit to do. My season's coming up. Like, my first meet will be the third so i'm trying to prepare for that i can't be out for two weeks and not being able to do anything so yeah but everybody coming to my parents house we're all got the triple jab got that moderna running through the veins look at that <laughs> but uh what else does my mom say she's gonna make oh she had a hard time finding cranberry sauce oh well i mean that's been a big thing in the news has been supply chain disruptions so yeah like they have all the yams like all the baking stuff i'm pretty sure you saw it when you were walking down through the aisle they had all the cooking and all that like stovetop stuff but like when i went there i was like i was preparing to possibly have to go to like multiple stores to get the cranberry sauce and i went and i was like well let me try the canned fruit just because i didn't really feel like asking anybody because i was like these people are probably really busy so i went there and i was like Oh, they have it. It wasn't a lot, a lot, but it was like a few like shell, not even shelves. It was like one on the top shelf and it was about like three cans high and that's pretty much all they had left. So I grabbed like four cans because <laughs> I was like, I don't know how many she needs. I'm going to grab some for me too because this could be the only time I get the cranberry sauce. And they used to be like a dollar a can, I think. And now they're almost like two bucks. They're like one sixty nine. I'm actually kind of surprised cranberries are getting kind of rare because a lot of cranberries are grown in the United States. Well, remember, they're having trouble distributing it. That's true, too, yeah. So, like, everything is still steadily going up because I know gas is. (laughs) And I'm like, why is it so expensive? Why isn't this shit going down? It's cold. Everybody stay in your house. So, yeah, crisis averted there. Got the cranberries, so we're going to have a nice, relaxing dinner <laughs> and my mom's got some new floors so she probably show them off and you and her a... floors my mom's excited because they're like fully waterproof the first time that we got the house floors done they weren't waterproof so she'd freak out whatever like a little droplet would spill up she's like up up because they would tell her like if you get this floor wet and leave it on there it'll buckle so she was so paranoid and now like she finally's got like her waterproof floor so she's happy about that <laughs> So, I don't know what you're looking forward to. My mom's making cheesecakes for you and my sister. And I think she's doing 
Maybe a pie? I'm not sure. Doesn't your dad like pumpkin pie? Yeah. Because I remember he was talking about, why didn't you get a pumpkin pie from Costco? I was like, I don't like pie. Let alone pumpkin pie. (laughs) Pie is just a bald cake. It's an imposter. It's not a bald cake. It's a completely different thing. And it's got fruit in it. It's a bald cake. It's not a bald cake. Yes, it is. It's like the man that has, like, you know, the little cul-de-sac thing because it's got the little crust that doesn't have the frosting to go over. No, because <laughs> a cake is based out around flour and maybe a filling. A pie is always filling. Yeah, pie is... I don't like pie. Don't at me. I don't like pie. I'm not a pie person. Or a cheesecake person. I don't like cheesecake either. Please at her about both of those things. That's a, at Fifi underscore J247. Anyway, yeah, I don't like cheesecake. I never, I tried it, and I was just like, why do people like this? This is not good to me at all. I was like, I'll stick with my lemon cake. I know people probably don't like lemon cake, but I'm like, missing out, man. Lemon cake is fire. (laughs) He's just looking at me now. I'm just so excited about food. I enjoy food. What's wrong with that? Nothing, nothing. And this is like the only time of year my mom, like, cooks and is like oh yeah because my mom is just her and grimace now so that's my dad and i mean they don't eat that much anymore so they barely have to do anything anymore right yeah and i I think she's also kind of i don't know now but i think there was an element of uh of when she was retired and you know everything else just like i don't have to cook meals anymore Uh, it's, it's a responsibility i no longer have yeah, she just makes, like, stuff for them, like, small little plates. Unless we come down, and then she'll make something, like, for us, too. But it's, like, the one time a year she cooks and is just like, yay! And I'm pretty sure your parents will clean up again. I'm sure they will, because <laughs> because they feel like they should contribute to the dinner, when, even when they're at somebody else's house. Yes, well, your mom can't sit down, so she's well, that's true do that. Too. So they'll do that, and I'm getting my Tupperware ready. I think the dishwasher is running now. Um, Whitney always made fun of me, and then she didn't have any Tupperware, and she had to borrow my mom's, and I was like, ha! I came prepared. Yeah, it's she takes a lot of Tupperware with her. Well, I don't know what all I'm going to take. What if I like more of this instead of this? I don't know. I know. I'm just saying that you do you do objectively take a lot of Tupperware. Okay, let's see. I have to feed you and me. So, uh, and I know what I like. I, I'm i going to have a few things for whatever you want to take, like home. Because I like dressing. I don't think you like the dressing because it's like oyster dressing. Oh, the dressing's pretty good. Oh, okay, I didn't know if you liked it or not. Because that's like my favorite thing besides like rolls. I like the greens and all. Because and, he won't eat the greens. That'll be all for me. And what else? Sweet potatoes can't think of anything else that it's like mashed potatoes you know the, the usual spread there is no green bean casserole i don't know what the fuck that is i think that's purely a white people thing because i think we had it at your mom's house last year and i was like i'm not eating that yeah probably and i know your parents are probably listening but i was like that's a white people thing like black people are not my mom is making green beans with like fat in it which is delicious what <laughs> It is delicious. So yeah, by the time this is over, we'll probably already be, I'll probably be 
I don't know, at practice or something. I'll probably work out on that Saturday, honestly. Probably Saturday and Sunday and get get ready for that meet right after because I got two meets right before we go on break. Woo! And then we'll end season two. Woo! Woo! That's right. We're going to take a break. (laughs) I think we got a couple more episodes to come out before we leave. We'll probably have one more right on Christmas, maybe? You'll put it out on Christmas? I believe that's the plan. Yeah, so... I don't know how many more that is. It's like three, maybe four, and then we're going to take that Christmas and probably start back at the new year. Yeah, that sounds believable. I think that's what we... Well, last year we took a little bit of time to get started, but we were really busy last year. I was gone, like, at the top of the year, so... This year, hopefully... uh, I don't have to travel, do that again. They're actually having meets, thank God, finally. And I was like, hey, I'm fully vaxxed. If you need a picture, I, I even carried my card. I got it updated. Here, <laughs> let me in the meets. Gimme, gimme, gimme. <laughs> well, it was a pain. I had to go all the way out to South Dakota, which is nice. I got to visit Chris and everything. But I was like, it was a pain because I had to go all the way out there to do it. <laughs> so this year, it'll be nice to actually stick to beats around here and coach and do all that stuff. So yeah, it, yeah, it'll, it'll be nice not for you to you know vanish for <laughs> a while, like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, so yep, getting that on the way. Oh, I do have a couple more things. <clears throat> In Australia, a zoo acquires a venomous fanged mega spider in quotes, and is searching for more. I saw that on NPR when I was at work, and I was like, nope, not going there. Well, you've already decided that going to Australia means death, so that doesn't really change anything for you, now does it? I'd like to go to New Zealand. I feel like they're less deathy. Deathy? <laughs> you heard what I said? So, the mega spider is basically, uh, here's what the article says, this is on NPR, a zoo in Australia has acquired what officials say is the largest funnel web spider they've seen. And I was like, in Australia? That's that's dangerous. I'm surprised spiders are not as big as their hands. Measuring in at 8 centimeters, a little more than 3 inches, which, that's a pretty big spider. Especially with legs. That's like 10 inches. I know, I'm exaggerating, but it's a spider. They have too many legs. I don't know what they're doing. Um, the so-called mega spider poses a potentially deadly bite with fangs strong enough to pierce through a human fingernail. That's a strong bite for a, a spider like to squish. The spider was turned over anonymously to Australian Reptile Park about an hour drive north of Sydney as part of the zoo's anti-venom program. So basically, they're going to milk it and try to make sure, you know, if people get bit. They're like, oh, we'll use the venom and here you go. Hopefully you won't die. So yeah, I, I found that interesting. That's that's basically the article. But I was just like, mega spider. I was like, in Australia, of course. That's where everything goes to like kill you. What is it about Australia and like giant spiders? Whenever I see something like on Facebook with like a giant spider just hanging in the corner with like millions of its children, I'm like, nope, I'm moving. They're like, this is what happens in Australia. I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, nope, I'm moving. I'm flying to America. Nope. <laughs> They don't have spiders there like this. Felicia doesn't deal very well with insects or arachnids. I don't like spiders in my house. Like, I know there are probably some around here, but you know what? If I don't see them, they can go on and live their life. Stay in your hiding place. Fine. Eat up the little. First of all, they were eating the flies that flew in here, so they're not doing their job. That's because you would kill them if they showed up to 
But if I see you, I'm like, bro, you dead. Sorry. <laughs> you in my house. I don't go in your house. I don't go in your web. Actually, they fly in my face. I have no choice. <laughs> I was at that football game and one was just like flying in my face. I'm like, get, get out of here. But yeah, I don't deal well with bugs and spiders in my house. And that's Graham's job. I'm like, hey, Graham's a spider in here. Kill it. Most of the time I take them outside and let them go because they're an important part of the ecosystem. There's like 50 million spiders. I think we'll be fine. What? They are. So, you yeah, always complain good. about flies and bees. I mean. I mean, bees are important. They make honey as long as they stay over in their lane. I'm not going over their colonies, messing up their homes. I just steal their bee honey and I go to the store for that. Or we go to the farmer's market. <laughs> I don't go into their house and be like, give me. I'm like, nope, bee can stay over there, pollinate the flowers. I don't have a problem with you. Just don't fly in my face. Yeah, and then they do, and you panic. Because I don't want to get stung. I've been stung by bee before. It's not fun. So have I. I mean, it's just... Uh... <sighs> yeah, it's not fun. I've been stung in the mouth before. That's what traumatized you. One flew in my mouth, stung me, and then I was like, ah! And I was like, my lip was so swollen. I was like, oh, God, this is horrible. It hurt. And I was like, that's it. Fuck you, bees. I don't care how delicious your bee vomit honey is. Get out of here. <laughs> Stupid bees. What? It was traumatizing. A bee flew in my mouth. Oh, I'm sure it was difficult. And I was like a, a kid. I was like 11. Traumatizing. What if I was allergic? I could have died. Well, you're not allergic, obviously. We don't know that. I could be now. You never know. I could be gluten intolerant. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that's a ar- fun article I read. I was like, I'm not going to Australia anytime soon. I don't know. understand how people are still alive that live in Australia. I thought you were going to make some sort of smart. Wait, quite a few of them were alive in Australia. I, I don't know. I just think of it as dirt and, like, oh, Sydney. <laughs> it's I, just the say, I know there's a lot more. Just the outback right up to the outback. Uh, pretty much well that's how they make it on maps and stuff but I know there's like a whole bunch of cities and stuff but I wonder if they ever had a meet in Australia I'd probably go but I'm like it better be like in like a nice hotel not out in the backwoods with like these giant jumping spiders flying that was a funnel web spider i don't care i've seen those giant massive ones that they have there i'm like i don't want that flying on my bag and i'm like hey y'all better spray down this plane with some pesticide before we go back to america before we land i don't want that shit here either that could stay over there just a cloud of pesticide that you breathe in when you get aboard Yes, I don't want it on any of my things. Oh, did you hear that uh, Kamala Harris is president? Says he's, he's getting a colonoscopy. Yeah, she was president for like two hours or something like that. Yeah. That was like, oh, okay. But she I wasn't even actually. Seen her, I forgot. She wasn't actually president. She just had the presidential powers for a short period of time. Yeah, but uh, I was like, oh, is he dead? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, he's just getting a colonoscopy i was like well i guess he could he is like 70 79 okay he's like 80 pretty much at this point the oldest person to ever hold the office beating out his predecessor oh yeah he was the oldest so he's like ah i'm oldest now uh but uh, oh the main thing 
the thing that made uh, the pandemic possible, not not the Rona, but uh, bearable, not possible, bearable. Tiger King is getting a season two. It is on hashtag not sponsored Netflix right now. We're going to watch that. I know we are. Come on. We got to see what happens to these people. It's like so ridiculous. It's insane. The first thing was totally insane. Like that's all people talked about. People were Carol Baskins and uh, what's Joe his name? Exotic. Yeah. Joe Exotic for Halloween. I was like, you can't make, they're not a couple. That, that doesn't work like that. Yeah. One, well, for one thing, they don't like each other. For another thing, one of them is gay. Yeah, I was like, he tried to kill her. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Apparently, Carol Baskins put up something on her social media asking for leads in her husband's disappearance and then had to close it down because people were flooding it, saying that she killed him. So, yeah, people do think, like, she killed her husband. From what I remember, the thing is, it sounded like he was up to some real shady stuff, and I think that's actually more likely than she killed him, but... Yeah, like he tried to leave and either crashed his plane because he like flew it or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he had some sort of export thing that sounded really suspicious that he was doing as well. So and a lot of people were like, we don't know where he gets his money or where he keeps it. Yeah, that's not shady at all, I guess. That's crazy. And then she married this new weird guy. They wear like tiger print together. I was like, recording now? So, yeah, people think that she killed him. Oh, uh, so you want to talk about the movie now? Uh, let's do The Harder They Fall, because we actually really enjoyed that one. Harder They Fall 2021. Director James Samuel. Writers James Samuel and Boaz Jakin. Um, stars is actually a whole lot of people. They only list Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, and RJ Seiler on the... I got the rest. I'm on the Wikipedia. Idris Elbia. Idris Elba, Regina King, D'Elroy, D- Lindo, Lakeith Stanfield, R.J. Sider, Danielle Deadweiler, Edie, I think, Gathbing, I can't really, and Dion Cole, I think. That's how you pronounce her last name. So yeah, there's a lot of people in this. And we watched it, and it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, it... One thing I mentioned to Felicia while I was looking at is it's a, um, it's what I would call a straight Western. I mean, there's some moments of comedy and things like that, but it's a straight up classic Western. I mean, it's, it's different in form in the fact that basically the entire cast is black, but really it's pretty much a straight Western, you know, a straight up revenge story. Uh, bank robbers and all that other and all that other stuff. Yeah, like when the movie starts, it's like the the story may be fictional, but these people did exist. Basically, because like, oh yeah, black people existed <laughs> back in like the Western days. Yeah, but what I also thought was interesting at the same time is although they mentioned that at the beginning, and then they did this little bit where they go rob a white town and they get la- laughed at because. Um, they don't have an account there when they're trying to rob it. Um, they really didn't. They really didn't talk a whole lot about the black experience in the old west. Um, there's a there's a little bit of a discussion when the villain who's the the villain whose name escapes me. 
there's a, a little bit when the villain Rufus Buck arrives back in the town that apparently he's built. He wants to extort them for a whole lot of money, supposedly to protect them from their land being stolen when it goes into statehood. But really, there's not a whole lot to it. I mean, a lot of these people would have been either um, enslaved themselves or the direct descendants of enslaved people. So it really could have veered off and gone into some sort of like racial commentary thing, but it didn't. It stuck with... Um, it's stuck with, like I said, kind of a classic Western script. They did change. One major change they did is they integrated women into the actual plot as active characters. There's a woman on each side. There's a woman in Nate Love's gang, and there's a woman in Rufus Buck's gang. Um, but they both do their own things and their own characters. Um, and only one of them, the which is the one played by Zazie Beetz, Mary Fields, is in, was in some kind of a relationship with Nat Love. But you get the sense that Trudy Smith, who's Regina King's character, like looks up and respects and maybe even worships Buck, but is not like his girlfriend. Oh, are you going over the... I actually wasn't doing a plot. I was just doing a sort of a general oversight. Oh, okay. I can do, like, a little more deeper dive into it, I guess. Um, movie starts out, basically, this family. And uh, they come across, like... They don't really say his name, but Rufus Buck. Like, the dad knows him. And, uh, spoiler alert, it's his half-brother. It's his dad... And his half-brother and his new wife because his dad found, you know, Christ and everything and started a new family. But I think Rufus' mom died, right? Didn't he kill her? Yeah, he killed her mom and her, his mom and Yeah, and he puts a uh, cross and Nate loves. Uh, his dad also changed his last name from Buck to Love. Um, puts a cross and then it jumps, basically where Nate Love finds, like, the other man that's with him, uh, sharpshooter Bill Pickett. I think that's what his name is. Yes. And, um, basically, he's found Christ now since he's older, and he's like, uh, you need to give me money to protect you guys, because he's still an outlaw, but he's like, I found Jesus, but he's still gotta give me money. And, uh, basically, he shoots him, because he's looking for the rest of his, like, gang. But, uh, what's his name? Uh, Buck is in jail. I'm trying to. It kind of introduces you to all, like, his gang and everything in the beginning. It's like a cool little intro scene, like a title card scene, if you will. And, um, I kind of called it in the beginning. And I was like, they're like half-brothers, I'm pretty sure. Because that man was way too old to be married to that young woman. Like, he was in his, like, 50s, maybe 60s. And I was like, that's his half-brother. But I still enjoyed the movie, even though I figured it out. Um, It's kind of like your standard, like, he goes for, like, his revenge, trying to kill him because he killed his father. And come to find out that he's, like, when he finally meets the showdown. We'll talk about a little bit of that. The last uh, part of the movie is pretty good, like, how they did it. Um, He's like, hey, you're a buck, too. Because he basically told him, uh, you're my half-brother. That was your dad and my dad that uh, I killed out there. 
And he's like, no. And he's like, you wouldn't kill your own. And he shoots him (laughs) without really any, a little bit of hesitation because he's like, my whole life has been a lie trying to shoot you down because I thought you were just a bad man who just killed my father randomly. But you're like my half brother and he really can't take it. And he shoots him a couple times. Well, actually, he shoots him a whole bunch of times. He unloads his gun on him. And then he keeps dry firing it. Yep. Yeah. So he kills him dead. And then towards the end of the movie, he kind of buries himself because he, I guess he accepts that he's a buck now. And they did leave a cliffhanger. So, yeah, they, they did leave a cliffhanger that um, because there was a long drawn out fight between the two women, Trudy Smith and Mary Fields. And um, Mary left Trudy, but it's like, she's not dead. Yeah, she just hit her with her with the blood of the gun. Right. And then one of the things that I liked was um, to see a lot of discussion of the style on it, the fight for. They do, they do a lot with color in this, like when they go to the white town. This is something I thought was a little overdone. I liked it. It was fun. I, I liked it, and then it kind of went over. It was like, it's white dust. All the buildings are white. All the people are white. And, it's, and then they put the name up, and they put it in parentheses. It's a white town. I was kind of like, oh, it was so good until then. You overshot, you overshot the mark. I liked it, and I thought it was hilarious. Well, I thought it was hilarious before that, but... It, um. I like that little part. That that got me. I was like, ah. <laughs> it got a, a reaction for me because I was like, ha. But the fight between the two women takes place in a dyer's shop. So it's got a lot of brilliant colors behind them and all sorts of stuff. And, it's, um, and it was filmed as like a straight up brutal fight rather than, I don't, you know, I don't know, two women slapping each other or whatever you'd expect from an old school Western where two women fight. Like, they're busting glass bottles over each other's head, stabbing at each other with pitchforks, things like that. Yeah. Like, um, there's a lot of comedy, because there is, like, comedians in this, and, you know, you got your serious actors. But, um, I think, like, their sharpshooter guy, he's trying to find, what was it, Buffalo or Cherokee? Cherokee Bill or something well, like that? quick shooter, Jim Beckworth, is positive he's the fastest gun in the west and somebody tells him that cherokee bill is faster and he's like i'll show him and they finally meet up towards the end and um when before they have to go rob the bank the reason they have to go rob the bank is because he's like hey we got your girl now go get us twenty five thousand dollars, and we'll let her go and then you know you can leave town because they need that money because the ex-sheriff basically screwed their town and like spent all their money and he's like you gotta leave <laughs> you gotta go so that's how they find out that he's there because he comes up to him because they're trying to find him he's like i got some information for you and then he helps them again by saying oh he's got an arsenal all around these woods and like that's how they get all of like dynamite and a whole bunch of more guns but he uh what was he gonna do uh i lost my train of thought <laughs> you're talking about the fastest gun subplot um, yeah, so he has, like, a bullet. It kind of reminds me of, like, what's that, uh, Mortal Kombat character? Arrow Black? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Black, Black, not yeah. Arrow. <laughs> Aaron Black, and he, like, carved Cherokee into a bullet, and he's, like, counting down and stuff like that. And he's, like, five, and he's doing it really slow, and then he gets to, like, two, and the guy shoots him, like, right through the cheek, and I'm pretty sure it goes out through his head. And, like, that's it. And we're they're all like, oh! <gasps> Like, that's basically what kicks off the third act. 
because they're like, here's your stuff, and they blow up the cart full of money, so they can't even get it. Right, and there's uh, and they do a lot of fun dramatic stuff with burning money just kind of raining down over the scene. Yeah, I, I thought that was pretty cool, but he's like, I hate when they count slow. And the woman that's like, you know, uh, there was like a, a scene earlier when they were like basically, you know, saying, hey, uh, we're going to go out there. You know, you might die. Um, he's like, I'm the fastest in the West. And she's like, ah. yeah, that's that's Cuffy, which is portrayed in the movie. I could tell it was being played by a woman, but I think it was supposed to be pl- portrayed more as a mannish looking woman because they're all surprised when she puts on her dress later. Uh, there's some definite comedy there where she is she cannot ride side saddle she cannot walk in heels she tries to draw her pistol and she can't because it's stuffed between too many layers of dresses oh uh, yeah when they're in the white town they have to rob the bank and she's like I like to make a whiff and she's like rolling up her skirt and the lady's just like kind of laughing and she's like withdraw and she finally pulls out her gun but yeah, and everybody knew that she was a woman except for like he's like, "Whoa, I was feeling feeling." I don't know. I was I was thinking that you were it was supposed to be one of because when he Well, they're like, "We knew." And it was like no big deal. There's like this kind of the, and I think it may have been more of a reference to that old trope where um Nat Love took off Cuffy's hat and she had her hair kind of up under tucked up under the hat. And I think that was I I think you're right that you as a viewer were supposed to be able to tell it was being played by a woman, but I think they were kind of going with that old, like, oh, this character you thought was a man is actually a woman. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, so back to where she's, uh, he makes a point, he's like, well, who's faster? She, He's like, well, it's like some line is like, in the mirror. She's talking about herself. Because eventually she does kill him. He doesn't even, like, draw out his gun. Right. Like, she gets, like, the revenge. Because he kills, um... Their sniper. Yeah, he he shoots um, in the back. Pick in the back. Yeah, and um, and that, that kind of <gasps> tipped her off. You, sh- you shot him in the back, which I was also kind of like this whole time. Cherokee Bill's been actually kind of doing the realistic gunslinger thing of being like, "I'm fastest because I'm alive." But that doesn't. But that still one thing that does point out that, that I realized is that he still manages to outdraw. Jim Beckworth, when Jim Beckworth has his gun out. Yeah, Jim Beckworth is sitting there screwing around counting and all this other stuff, but Jim Beckworth's already got his gun out, and he still gets outdrawn by Cherry. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, paying oh, attention. He was, he was like, loading the gun, and he shot him, and he's like, two, and he shoots him. Yeah, yeah. I get it, but I'm just saying. But then what they do is, um, Coffee, Coffee completely outdraws him by. A mile. <laughs> she, he's, his gun's still in his holster when he goes down. And he kind of has like a death scene. He goes out and he's like, like choking. He's like, and he's down. So, yeah. I thought it was a good movie. I I liked it a lot. It was fun. It was fun when it needed to be. It was like actiony. And the point that they were, oh, we didn't talk about like the train scene of like him getting out. It was like some Confederate soldiers. No, it was Union soldiers. Oh, Union soldiers. It was Union cavalry. And they were like all white, and it was like all white train. They were trying to basically take, and like we don't want to kill anybody here. And they like shoot the kid to like open the door, and apparently they were like robbing people, so they were like horrible people, like stealing money and all that stuff to get a uh, buck back. Yeah, because they had a pardon for Buck, with the understanding they would murder the major general. 
Oh yeah. So they got him back in there, like who can was it? Who can drive the train? And one the the kids like me. Everybody's like kill the rest of them. <laughs> I was like, oh damn, <laughs> shot them all. But yes, I thought it was a good fun movie to watch. I agree. It was definitely fun. Yeah, I was saving it for like a Saturday. So. Which is kind of what you want from a western. Is you, I mean, westerns are generally dramas, but they're generally fun dramas, and they're tied into that tradition going back to the Arthurian legends of a whole bunch of duels, which are frankly quite silly. If you're in a fight to the death, why would you have a duel over it? But um, they definitely have a lot of that kind of stuff going on. A lot of um, interesting, a lot of interesting characters. Um, Felicia's new favorite line when Bill Pickett busts in on Nat Love and Mary Fields getting oh, the yeah. sexual. Oh yeah, that was funny. Were you making sex? Anything else you want to add? I I think if you of course have Netflix, which pretty much everyone does, I think you should watch it. It's a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Um, you know the. It, it could have been an extremely preachy movie and it completely avoids that. Um, without, without the, without what I feel like the issues of erasure, which is kind of impossible. I mean, let's just pop it in. It's pretty straight, simple. All right. Well, the other movie we watched was passing passing, which is based on a 1929 novel. Oh, okay. It was based off of, it is written and written. Director is Rebecca Hall. Screenwriter is Rebecca Hall, but based on the novel by Nella Larson. And for what the movie is named and what you expect, I was expecting a movie focused on Claire, who is the black woman passing as white. Um, but it goes in a really it turns into basically almost like a standard domestic drama where Claire is almost like the other woman in Irene and Brian's life. Yeah, like the first 16 minutes of the movie is kind of her going into like the white part of New York and like trying to pass as a white woman because she's light-skinned. And what's um, the actress's name? I forgot. It's, uh, Tessa Thompson is playing yeah. Irene and then Ruth Negga is playing Claire. Yeah, Tessa Thompson is like the woman uh, trying to pass because she's like light skin enough, which I'm like, you can tell that she's not white. Like, I don't know if it's just me. I'm like, she doesn't have like white features at all. I know she has like a hat covering. This is like the 20s. Mm-hmm. So she's wearing a hat that's really covered really low. So you just basically see her mouth kind of. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that might work. But she's going into like um, a restaurant. And then I guess she spots her friend. And she, like, her friend, like, makes direct eye contact at her. She's like, I know you. And then they start chatting up because they were, like, um, roommates in college. They grew up together. No, they were roommates. They were friends in high school. Oh, friends in high school. Sorry. Friends in high school. And they start chatting it up. And, you know, she's like, oh. She's, like, all out. She has, like, blonde hair and all that stuff. And she's, like, passing. trying to Well, trying to pass as a white woman and successfully doing it. And they start talking. And she's like, do you have kids? And she's like, yeah, I got one. And I was so worried that she's going to come out dark. And she's like, mine are dark because she's married to a doctor and they have two sons. And um, her husband comes in. And this is where I lost (laughs) at this point. The takeaway for this movie, 
he comes in and she, he's like, hey, and he, he calls her Nig. And I was like, oh, no. And he's like, oh, tell them why you, you know, you call me that. My little nickname. He's like, uh, 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 uh. Well, when I met you, you were light as a, like, something, whatever he referenced. And then he's like, the days go by, you get darker and darker. He's like, you might just turn into a nigger. Like, just straight up said it. And she's just kind of like, uh, okay. He's like, I hope she knows that. I I still think there was some uh, hesitation in Alexander Skarsgård's voice when he said that word. Anyway, um, she she kind of like flipped a switch after that. She's like, oh, he's like, do you not like, basically, do you not like black? He's like, oh, I don't not, I, I don't like hate or like oh, them. I hate them. Yeah, he hates them. Yeah. And I was like, damn. And that's basically the end we see of him for like, till the end of the movie. <laughs> like he's non-existent. That's where the like drama comes in of like her moving in after she like, cause she's in Chicago, right? She starts in Chicago. And then they also, move there. Which also makes sense for the era of, you know, a black woman leaving New York to move to Chicago. But yeah, so they move there and she's like passing. She talks to her husband about it and they have some weird kind of relationship. Well, part of the thing between Irene and Brian is Brian's a doctor and Brian's like, this is a terrible country for black people. And we have two black sons. We just need to leave the country. We need to move to another country that is not so terrible to black people. And Irene is kind of like, oh, no, no. And she's very active with the Negro League. Um, She's putting, like, one of the big opening things, she's putting on this big Negro League dance. Um, So it's not expressly stated, but it's implied. It's basically, it's kind of that old split of we should leave the country entirely versus we should try and fix the country. That happens, and basically she kind of moves her way into her life kind of like slowly because she doesn't answer any of her letters and then she finally shows up to her house and is like hey i'm back bitch kind of thing and she starts hanging out with her and slowly getting in with like her husband and there was something weird going on with her she would like pass out sometimes i, I thought she had like I they were gonna come out she had something wrong with her but like towards the end of the movie they go to like this uh party yeah and then um, before that, she runs into her husband with, like, the black woman. He's like, hey, because she was, like, passing. He's like, and her friend's like, uh, and he just, like, stares at the black woman. And um, she's like, you just ran to the only uh, white man I was trying to pass. And he finally figures out that she's, like, a black woman. And he's like, you lied to me. And it's kind of left open, I guess, it's- how it was shot, like. He lunges at her, and they're up on the sixth floor, and there's an open window, and it looked like she tried to push her out the way as he was coming, but it looked like she may have pushed her too. Well, I think that was intentional. I think it was intentionally meant to be unclear is, did the husband push her out the window? Did um, Irene try to push Claire out of the way and then accidentally push her out of the window? Did Claire just take a dive out the window because she couldn't stand it anymore? Like that, that lack of clarity, I believe, is intentional. Oh, yeah. But, and basically, that's kind of how it ends. He's like, they all go to him down because they're like, oh, and she's kind of like stunned. Like, uh, she finally makes her way down and they were like, ma'am, do you see what happened? She's like, she just, oh, oh. and she can't, she's like, oh, and starts crying and her husband's over there, like looking at, her dead body and that's it. <laughs> I 
I was very confused. Like, it wasn't a bad movie. I was just like, I thought it'd be more of her trying to pass instead of like, what'd you say? A melodrama of like... A uh, family drama. Family drama of like two things. And there was... Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, definitely a very different story than I think we were expecting. Yeah, because I was expecting to be more... I wasn't even expecting it to be from her point of view passing. I thought it was going to be her friends. Like, through her cool. eyes of her trying to pass, and they would, like, hang out. So, maybe I should read the book, get it on tape, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, that that's basically it of that movie. I, I mean... I don't know if I'd watch it again. I, I, if you haven't seen it, I suggested it got good reviews. I didn't think it was like a bad movie. I was just very confused. I, I was going into it thinking of something different and I got something way different than what I was expecting. I was not a super fan of it because it just really felt like it broke down into just kind of a generic family drama with some racial stuff kind of dusting over it. I get um, from the writer, from Rebecca Hall's perspective, that it was probably a very personal thing because Rebecca Hall, as they point out, is um, basically always casts a white woman, but she's actually, like, I think a quarter black or something. You know, she's got... So I guess, I mean, for her, I can see it being a, like, kind of a, of a more of a personal passion project, but... It's, I just. That's her. Yeah, she looks white. Yeah. I can see why. Yeah. And she's not like dark skin or anything. She's like, basically not as light as you because you're pale. I'm on a I'm on a whole other level. Like I'm a, I'm a bad standard <laughs> to compare white, white people. Yeah, to. she's like uh not even a tan, like, uh just a normal white person. That's what she looks like. <laughs> So, yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, I would maybe check it out if you have time. I'd say if you're bored, I'd check it out. But you could probably skip it. <laughs> I know it may be bad. Because I was, like, looking forward to when they were talking about this. I was like, oh, man, yeah. Like, it got, like, a 93%. So, but, I mean, like, it wasn't for me, I guess. Because I was like, you can tell that she's black. What is wrong with these people? Well, that was another thing, is it was shot in black and white, I think, in part to give it a sense of the to- of being shot from the time. Like, you're watching a movie from the late 20s, early 30s. But I think it was also to help cover up the fact that, by modern standards, um, one, possibly both of them would be instantly flagged as black. Yeah. So, I think that's going to wrap up because we're going a little long and we still want to go out and enjoy the day. So, I'm going to uh, let it slide on the Grand Mighty K this That's fine. Week. You, they just let, you, you, know, you can let it slide for the rest of eternity. Nope. So, be prepared for next week's podcast. It'll be back. But, thank you guys for listening. If you want to send us some mail, please, please, please send us some mail at damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. Once again, damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Fifi J on YouTube and, uh, Instagram and Twitter is Fifi underscore J two four seven. Um, I might be posting some stuff from my meets and just, you know, for Thanksgiving and all that stuff. Follow Graham on LinkedIn, <laughs> Graham D. Mildrow and on Instagram. He hasn't really been posting too much cause Boeing hasn't been doing much. In- and I got scolded with the stuff I was posting. 
because he was just posting random pictures of like a football field. There's no con- nothing. I was like, dude. Nothing. It's social media. It's all nothing. Got to have something. But anyway, follow him on Instagram at Graham uh, D. Mildrum. And uh, yeah, that's the end of the podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye. Bye.